Hello everyone and welcome to the Winging It F1 podcast. It's our British Grand Prix review. My word, there's a lot to talk about because, well, it finally happened, didn't it? We will talk about it in a minute uh, with myself, Nigel Chu, and with two people who have who swap who switched positions in the country over the weekend. We had we have Adam. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's last true. Week, we have Adam Dickinson, who was in London or near London, but is from the Midlands, and we have Freddie Coates, who was in the Midlands but is, lives near London. Does that make sense? Is Silvers yeah. in the Midlands? Yeah. I'd say it's the it north is, of the yeah. south. Yeah, but you'd be wrong. You don't know what the Midlands is anyway. You think it is a place. Yeah, Northampton can't be in the south and neither can Northamptonshire. Yeah, I was in London. I enjoyed it, um, despite it being really hot. Um, yeah, it was It was nice. It was very nice. And um, yeah, I'm excited. excited to talk about the Grand Prix as well because there is loads to talk about. I think it's safe to say I had a good time. I was at the Grand Prix and it was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal to be at a Grand Prix just for the first time in two years to be part of that crowd is exceptional and I think Silverstone did a fantastic job with the event I've come back I've done a test today I'm negative there looks like there isn't really HIV. COVID at all really at it but we'll see later on obviously in the week when stuff is announced there's going to be a bit but it seems to have been done very professionally with all of that kind of stuff. And they were checking tests and were checking vaccines at the door. So um, I think they've done a good job, have Silverstone. Mm, and I think having having the full house there, it's just kind of, you know, and, and it's been the case for uh, most sports that when the fans come back in, in full with a full stadium, it's just been phenomenal. And I think... You know, that's probably been my favourite um, thing about the switch to the V6 engines is you can really hear the crowd noise and it's been the same in uh, Austria um, and now at Silverstone. It's just, you know, having, having um, yeah, that involvement throughout the weekend as well. It was, um, yeah, from, from Friday through to Sunday. It, yeah. it, it's just so, so fantastic and just adds, adds to the occasion so much. And you don't need earplugs if you're attending the race as well, which is a bit nice. Well, kind of, kind of nice, although the engines are nice. But uh, we're going to talk about, before we get on to the incident of the race, we're going to talk about uh, kind of what happened post-race in terms of online racist abuse. Uh, Lewis Hamilton being targeted with racist abuse from lots of people on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, lots of social media platforms. Uh, Mercedes, F1, FIA, Red Bull, McLaren, I think, I think most teams as well by now, or by mm-hmm. this comes out, will have uh, put, put out statements con- condemning the abuse. Uh, we do too. It's just not on at all. Why are you doing it? Uh, yeah. What, what do you guys want to say about this pretty stupid thing? Well, it's just like, no matter what happens on track or in, in any walk of life, there's never any justification for it and I think you know kind of what what I've certainly seen online and on Twitter is there doesn't seem to be the kind of understanding that you can um, you know you you can oppose the incident and blame Hamilton and think that the penalty was too lenient while at the same time being appalled by the racist abuse and they're just you know it kind of it feels like the polarization of the incident off track has then gravitated towards um, fans being polarised about the response to it off track, which shouldn't, you know, should never be the case. And as I said, there's there's no justification for it. And I was really glad to see that all of the um, all of the teams that have put out statements, you know, are doing that. And Rebel putting theirs. Obviously, they're going to be racing harder than ever on the track, but off track they are united against this, which is fantastic to see. But a shame that it's needed to be said because it shouldn't precisely what you guys have said is disgusting disgusting just incomprehensible attitudes from people that they see sort of people as someone they can just i I, I don't i can't even try and put it into words how to sort of make it understandable because it's not at all and you guys have said fantastic things there and basically echoed how i feel adam like what you were saying there about the fact that you can watch a sport and have an opinion mm. on an event and on what people are doing and not bring it back to 
essentially not like just people who people are and how people exist you can't use that as anything anything because it's nothing it's just ridiculous that the world thinks this is a thing that's okay to be said and people it feels like it's getting worse it feels like people are now putting their names to it rather than trying to make a burner account on twitter or something it feels like people are putting their names to being a racist and see something good about it and it's it's horrible and like, like you said nigel we condemn it and think it's disgusting yeah I, i'd say the one small positive in terms of the response to, to the racist abuse is that five maybe even three years ago the teams might not have said anything or it might have been yeah. overlooked mm-hmm. just in the background whereas now at least it's been brought brought to light with the news it's like uh first like one of the first things on the news or whatever people are talking about it i guess that's the one small positive is that the direction that you guys kind of see or something different i think yeah to me i think there's that and also the fact that I think especially what we've seen with the football and uh, Rashford, Sancho and Saka's abuse is just the pushback from, you know, all all the authorities on it and um, the advert um, or billboard. I don't actually know who it's um, from specifically, but saying three lines and with those those three footballers there and the um, response to the graffiti on the Marcus Rashford um uh mural as well i think you know there's again we, we don't want that to be happening because we don't want there to be anything to respond to in the first place but yeah you, you know seeing that response is encouraging and hopefully um you know they there just seems to be more pressure than ever on social media companies in particular to be um clamping down on this and, and not just kind of in a reaction in a reactory way but proactively um yeah making yes. making it harder um for people to get onto platforms in the first place if they're only um raison d'etre is to you know throw this apparent abuse at people so you know just something that we all need to watch out for and, and hope that it continues on that path yeah the fight feel fight back to it feels stronger than ever and it doesn't feel like that's going to go away and i think that's that's fantastic yeah yeah 100 uh oh well that's that the yeah we hope it didn't happen again it all came about obviously because of uh the incident between max verstappen and lewis hamilton we haven't talked about this before we've come on, so I have no idea what Adam or Freddie think of it. They don't know what I... Well, they probably do know what, do know what I think of it, because it's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, we're going to find out. Uh, so they collided Nigel, the do you want to guess? <laughs> do I want to guess? Yeah, well, guess what do you want to guess? Thinking? No, guess our <laughs> yeah, opinion. Yeah, Guess that. our opinion. Guess what you're thinking. I mean, that is a whole mind. <laughs> I, think you, um, I, think you, I think you both think it's a racing incident. Bang on from yeah. me. Yeah, for me as well. And I've I've actually done some preparation for this um, because I looked (laughs) at the article you wrote for Racing 365. (laughs) You didn't didn't take that view. So I came in a bit more, um, you know, no thine enemy and all of that. I came in a bit more. I've I've had some thinking time since then. (laughs) I I would say if if you'd been following my Twitter, it wouldn't have been a mystery at all, uh, which side I was going down (laughs) I haven't been able to do Twitter because of the Grand Prix, didn't get any connection there, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, um, I may well have jumped onto a similar bandwagon as Adam with that. Um, but so, yeah, Nigel, yeah. back to you. You start, start this so, section again. <laughs> yeah, they, they collided at Cops. It was very aggressive. Not well on Saturday and Sunday, actually. It was brilliant. But it happened. We thought it might happen. Uh it's an unfortunate incident. Verstappen did manage to walk away. He was checked at hospital. He's all okay, which is a very, very good thing. We're super happy about that, of course. Mm-hmm. Hamilton got a 10-second time penalty. Managed to come back and win the race. We'll get onto that. But the incident itself, why do you guys think it's a racing incident? I think it's a racing incident because um, of the aggression shown beforehand. There was such... There was- that was the most aggressive first lap you will see in motorsport, but from two drivers, the two best drivers in the world now, let 
let's not be silly about it, going hammer and tong, balls to the wall for the lead of the race. And they both had every right to be where, to put their car where it was because they know how to drive at inches from each other. You look at turn one, Verstappen and Hamilton are level and they both push out to the wide of that corner. Mm. Verstappen kicking up the dirt, but keeping his foot in because he needs to, even when, if he's skirting on that to keep Hamilton and push him out through turn two. They both do that. Come to turn three and Verstappen breaks a bit later and gets out, but then Hamilton is able to get and block Verstappen from going too wide into the loop before the Wellington Strait. And Hamilton does that to set himself up. They're coming down the Wellington Strait to Brooklyn. Verstappen chops to the left. Hamilton tried to keep the slipstream, then comes out. They touch wheels, probably twice, I think, from what I've seen, down into Brooklyn, and they both break late. Verstappen tries to hang out Hamilton to drive. Hamilton can come round and beautiful corner that Luffield is and keeping class close together allows them to take a separate line which leads them onto the run down to Cops after Woodcut where Verstappen goes a touch wide you can see the gravel sort of dust up and that's where Hamilton gets a mega toe because he's so close going into that section and goes Verstappen goes to defend Hamilton does a little dummy and then basically it's inches between Verstappen and the wall and because of the aggression shown between all of that from both drivers and the fact that what there's an end plate difference in it so you can't there's no point in saying who's ahead because it's an end plate basically a front wing distance there's no point with that argument that it's none of them are going to back out because they've proved already that they're not going to back out they've tried to force the other to back out three times already and it hasn't happened so why is it going to happen now because they're both going in at acute angles to that corner that is not the racing line. They're both not taking it perfectly. They both have got Leclerc behind, who's not far behind, but that's not in their minds because they're focusing on just leading that race. And what happens? They both try to lead the race, and there's a brush of contact at one of the fastest corners on the track, and Verstappen goes off into the, into the barriers and into the wall, and that's it. Racing instant because of so much aggression going into it and because both of them want to be the best and that is racing. I think that's a fantastic, fantastic blow-by-blow account. I was impressed, I'll say that. that, That's (laughs) incredible. I don't know how many times Freddie's rewatched that. Um, It's in front of me, mate. I could see them going down to Brooklyn's. I mean, presumably not the whole thing, though. You are, no. Unless you're on that like wire camera just like hovering over. Yeah. Um, I I think this has been, been coming, like we said, since the start of the season. And I think two occasions, particularly Imola and Barcelona, going into the first chicane, Verstappen has gone into those corners and took his line and basically said to Hamilton, I'm taking this line. I'm taking the racing line. I don't care that we're side by side. I'm going to do this and you can either clear out and get out and be second or we're going to crash. And this is the time that Hamilton put his foot down and said, no, I'm not having that. And yeah, I think, I so think it was, also, I, I think it was in, in the, um, I'll come back to that later in the sprint race. I think that affected it. Um, and I think this is, is yeah. what the race said that Hamilton was, in there in the first lap and then couldn't get past and then Verstappen went away and he couldn't get close and Hamilton definitely did want um didn't want a repeat of that. Nigel, to your point, I I think it's completely a racing incident. I think both drivers could have avoided it. I think Verstappen goes in to the corner, turning in and expecting Hamilton to not be there. He does Hamilton, a correction, does Verstappen. Verstappen mm. drives in, he turns in and Hamilton is still there and he goes oh sugar Hamilton's still there yeah. does a jink to the left to try and give Hamilton the room he does give Hamilton the room and that's fair play to Verstappen <laughs> for giving Hamilton the room but it shows that he was going trying to go to the apex and Hamilton's trying to stay on the inside and that's the kind of thing they're both going Hamilton. you know into each other because that's just what happens when you're side by side at the acute angle to a corner it's what Ham- happens and and Ham- also sorry i'll just say this quickly that you know <laughs> you there's the saying of all the time you've got to leave the space they both left room on either side but you know leaving the space doesn't mean you can just turn in 
and leave one car's width on the apex and it doesn't matter whether your um, competitor is on that car's width or not because Hamilton, he was further out, but when they went into the corner, you know, they weren't together. And I feel like Verstappen, as I said, I feel like he turned in thinking I'll leave as little room as possible and Hamilton will back out and he didn't. So I think both drivers could have avoided it. Nigel. Hamilton, sorry, Verstappen left more than enough room. And Hamilton had a lot of space to his right-hand side. If Hamilton, well, the only- Hamilton misjudged, he, carries, he takes too much speed and doesn't hit the apex at all. He's miles away from it. If he hits the apex, there's no incident. Simple well, the only way to hit the apex at that corner, at that acute angle where he's been pushed up against the wall, of the, the only way to do that is surely to break suddenly really, really hard and still get clipped by Verstappen on the turn-in. No, you just turn in earlier. No, he couldn't he's turn in earlier because, because of where the, the, corner, the radius of the corner was at the start. He does turn parallel to where the corner is. It just it comes in tighter, but he can't turn earlier because if he turns earlier, he is going to go onto the curb and clip the wall and go out even if more. He turn, if he turned road. earlier and if he took I don't think he can turn slightly earlier. less speed, he hits the apex and there's no collision. Because but there is so much room to his right hand side. But I, I don't there think that's so an much. excuse because there was a lot more room to his left hand side. There was half of Oxfordshire to his left hand side. And I don't, you know, I he, don't think you can argue that, to be fair. I don't think you can argue that Verstappen should then go all the way arcing. No, but because what, Verstappen's but what, left what I, more than enough room. No, but what, what I mean is, I don't think, I mean, like I said before, you know, the cars are there and that's the angle that they've gone for. If, if you're on the inside, you don't have to be hugging the curb on the right-hand side or on the inside for the yes, entire corner. No, no, you he, don't. He did that later on in the race with Leclerc. Because, but if he, it's so different doing it later on in the race when there isn't uh, 18 other cars behind you. If it he does it matter. then... You have to look at the innocent in isolation. You can't, you can't look at the innocent in isolation. Yes, you can't you look do. at you the innocent. You have to look at it by but itself. If, 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 if you're looking in isolation, don't bring it. up Leclerc's. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I think that's the thing. I don't feel like, you know, they, they both pick their lines and they both pick their lines going into the going into the corner. But just because Hamilton's on the inside, I don't think he has, you know, I think there was, yeah, I, I just don't so why do think you oh, think got to Austria, hit the apex. Why did you think in Austria that Norris and Perez deserve penalties then, but this doesn't? Because that doesn't add up at all. Because Norris and Perez push them off the track. They left no room between, they no car's width between the that's exactly um, what their, Hamilton, their left hand side wheel was going to the and exit the curb of the corner. Hamilton was, in fact, Hamilton might have Hamilton. even ran wide. He took in so much speed, but so much speed. That, that's after the fact. That's after they contacted though. And you can't do that for me. You got to leave. You got to leave some room. And Hamilton did not do that. He collided into him. They completely they're, missed the apex. They're complete. First, firstly, this isn't looking at it in isolation. And secondly, they're completely <laughs> let's not, different let's not issues. Get down on that. But, but I, I, I'll just finish this point. They're completely different issues because of the space between the left-hand side of the car or the outside side of the car and the gravel. In Austria, there was no space on any of those incidents. And that was why the driver got pushed off. In this, it's it's a different part of the corner. They're on a different um, p- part of the track, different proportions to the edge of the corner. So, it, yeah, I just think they're so completely What both of you are saying is you're happy if the, if the driver on, on the inside does not take the inside of the turn to force another driver out wide or make a collision. You're saying you're both happy with that, no penalty. We're not saying that like you can just do drive into someone. We're not saying you can push someone out, but we're saying that when it does happen, completely unintentionally, this was unintentional. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a mistake. Yeah. It's just a mistake. Yeah. All. It's completely yeah. unintentional. All of that, obviously, from both of them when they're co- yeah. both coming in. Yeah, let's say. But this is, I'm not necessarily saying it's the perfect thing to happen and that it's completely fine. I'm like, look at that. That was really okay. Because I do think they both came in too hot. I think I agree with what you're saying, Nigel, that Lewis could have done more, but I also think that Max could have done more and both could have prevented I think Verstappen it. could have done more. I think Verstappen could have done more because he, yeah. he went straight over to Lewis. He could have come way more over to the in left to take situation, the corner. In that situation, the driver on the outside, all they have to do is leave enough room. They don't have to do anything else. If they leave enough room, they, didn't leave they, enough room. Cannot, they cannot be penalised, in my opinion. Well, if he's leaving enough room, he's not getting hit. And, like, 
It's that kind of thing. But you did get hit, even though we did leave enough room. And that's my point. Well done. Um, And so it's like, so, yeah, if you want to go to what could have happened, Verstappen, because he pushed right over to the right-hand side, he could have come all the way to the left-hand side back on entry, which is the racing line, but he didn't. He was way over as well. And because they both went in so hot from that angle, it's a racing incident for me because there wasn't one, you know, one perfect and one imperfect. It was two imperfects. Does that make sense? Is that is that oh, yeah, compute that, 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 with that, you? That opinion, yeah. That yeah, I've got this all makes sense. Yeah, I fully understand it. I just have a different take on it. That's all. That's all yeah. it is. Okay, well, that's me. Two imperfections. Yeah. I just think, and that's it. You, and yeah, if you're not, I just think if you're not hitting the apex of a corner when you're side by side, you you can do the wrong there. And I think Hamilton. It's just completely misjudged it. He's not thought about uh, the speed he's taking, the angle with the, with a car alongside, and he's just made a massive, massive mistake. I, 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 I don't think the second thought about that either. To be honest, I think neither well, of them he has thought because about he's that. not done anything wrong. I, I, he's he's turned in expecting Hamilton not to be there. Turned into the corner. <laughs> that's, that's what he did. Hamilton yeah, turned the into the corner. Yeah, Hamilton didn't the, turn early into... enough. He, oh, he didn't go in a right. straight line, did he? Um, no, he's, <laughs> that would be that be an interesting crack. I mean, um, you know, they. It wasn't Senna Pross. That's the thing. Yeah, like people yeah. have been saying, oh, it's Senna Pross and that kind of thing, because that's a fast right-hand corner you got at Suzuka, which at the time is you think about sort of the angle of the car for the mm. angle of that corner for the cars. Then it was a similar sort of flat thing to this, but in that yeah, situation, Senna's not as far alongside, and he just plows into Prost who turns yeah, in. And that's a situation where you can. That's a situation where you can turn <laughs> in. That's the kind of thing. But in this kind of situation, they're so next to each other that it's just so. I'll tell you what. Different. I'm, I probably. I don't know if this is right. If this was Nikita Mazepin instead of Hamilton, would you two be saying this? Do you think? We wouldn't be having the conversation. Um, well, if it was Nikita Mazepin on Verstappen. Yeah. You think we've got Hamilton <laughs> like, do you really... no, then, just... then, he's, then they're laughing at each other and Mazepin shouldn't be rating him anyway. Well, so. yeah. I, just, no, well, I... I don't know. I feel, I feel like I should say that I would defend Mazepin. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing. Like, If you're going with that kind of... My whole thing with it is sort of the level of aggression coming beforehand. And that kind of thing. I feel like it wouldn't get to the stage with Mazepin. But I, th- I think on the on the flips <laughs> on the flip side, like if it's Mazepin on Giovinazzi or something like that, like I don't feel like anyone's calling for him to have a um, you know race ban. So I'm not calling know. for that at all. No, no, no. no I, but but yeah. a lot of people are. I think it's. I think the. The fact that it's the two championship protagonists and the, the fact that it's Hamilton who is one of the more divisive um, yeah. figures in terms of the fan base in F1 and that he's gone on to win the race have all, um, you know, not biased, but they, they've all changed the prism through which everyone is viewing this. When you're side what- by... When you're both at high two cars at absolute high speed, heavy fuel, cold tires, side by side, um, yeah, they're going to lose aero efficiency because of that and everything as well because they're both not getting perfect aero from each other because of where they are in the corner. They're both going to have difficulties with the car in that situation, and that all adds up as well on top of everything we've said. And the fact that they're able to drive so fantastically anyway in those situations is is laudable, but like. This kind of thing is really not rare in, um, mm. in on a first lap when the cars are so close together. And even if you have them like forty, though, I wouldn't take any different view. No, nor would I, mate. No, because well. of where Hamilton was yeah. so alongside. I mean, you look at the Red Bull conversation. We'll probably get onto all of the comments, but yeah. um, calling it a desperate move and stuff like that is completely stupid because. Of, how much the move was on for Hamilton. He was so there. And it's not like he was going from a car length back and then going, oh no, I've gone too far. It wasn't the, him on Alpine at Brazil in 2019 being way <laughs> too far back. But that's yeah. the, the kind of thing. It's, it's, that's him tapping the back of a rebel. But this is him absolute side by side. And it's just because it's such a fast corner that both drivers put themselves at that risk by being there. And... 
Yeah, and both drivers are at the risk of racing. It's not like Verstappen stayed straight in his line. It's like, oh no, Hamilton's there because he did defend in the most aggressive defense you will ever see at Cops, the most aggressive defense of the season so far that was mm. there, the I think. Yeah, on putting Hamilton into the wall there. I think so. That's yeah, to me, wait. to me, you know, remember um Barrichello Schumacher in Hungary? Yeah, yeah. And Barrichello was like, never let, oh my God, that was the worst thing ever on the radio. That was Hamilton for a good mm. uh, 500 metres, I think. And then Verstappen turns out a little bit. I think that was, that was, watch it back. That's so much tighter than you remember it. I, th- I, th- I think Verstappen only turns out as well because he wants to take that racing line into the corner. Doesn't you even know, do that, turn that, out to the racing line. He yeah. turns out he's so off the racing yeah. line. They're both so off the racing line. And, you but know, I think Hamilton should Because they're on racing. The inside. But, but they're racing. They're racing. You don't have an incident. You can. You don't. You don't have to be purely on the inside and the outside. What what rule of racing says you have to hug the apex? None whatsoever. Most. One of one of the biggest rules of racing is trying to make it cause a collision. He didn't cause a collision. Yeah. Neither of us think he did. Neither both of us think it was a. A collision happened because they both caused a collision. Really, if you want to be pedantic with it. In, inside um, and outside are relative terms. It's not you don't get, see people going into the corner like hooked to either side of the track. It's the relative terms of where both cars are it's not going a motorway. Into the corner. Yeah, and you know, I, I I agree with Freddie. I think it was a racing incident, and it, yeah, that both drivers have things they could and probably should have done differently, and neither did because it's the most intense championship battle we've had in years and because as we said the context all leading up to it that you know they didn't i think the last thing for me the reason why Mm. i think it's a penalty is because i see it and i think if i don't if this doesn't get a penalty the stewards are saying it's okay other drivers can do it and get away with it no penalty that's why i think this is a penalty because i just don't think it's on what i think to to do what i would I think he did. Which, which, I would say, what I would say to that is that, um, for me, the correspondence to that of why it's a racing incident, it, it was clearly so not the intended thing to be done. It wasn't the way they both wanted mm. to race. And it's not them. It's not a driver taking liberties there. And I get what you're saying, that like a driver would then maybe take liberties, but I don't think it's taking liberties at all with racing. When you're so oh, far alongside, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, it, it was a mistake. Well, I know, I know what just you like, mean. just like George Russell at Imola when I said that should have been a penalty or whatever. That was a mistake, just like this. You had, you but, made a mistake and had the wrong opinion. Is that what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> but I, well, I, I think, yeah. I think when when you say drivers thinking they can do it, Hamilton didn't think he could do it. He didn't go into the corner oh, thinking yeah, I'm, I'm going to wash but out. No, no, but is, like dri- saying, oh you don't want drivers thinking they can do it. If a driver goes into the next race don't and premeditatedly get away with does it. that, but that's the thing. If they're going into it thinking they can get away with it or thinking premeditating that that's what they're going to do in that no, situation, they if should it, be punished because it is deliberate. So yeah. it's... Yeah, we agree what, with you on it, that, but that happens, wasn't deliberate. Yeah. It, yeah, what I'm saying is if it happens and then the other drivers in the future don't get a penalty, I'm just... I'll, I don't think that's right at all. If these say if this incident happens every three races or whatever, high speed collision, no penalty, no bonus, no penalty. That's just not right for me at all. But if if it's a high high speed collision where both of them make mistakes going into it and it's a racing incident, I think that's yeah. a fine precedent for that not to be a penalty. Yeah, I agree. Because it came from both sides. Mm. We'll, we'll just have to disagree. It looks like oh, we, yeah, obviously. we were never going to agree like, on it. We're not trying to it. convince you. We're trying to voice at you. Yeah. Um, oh, no, because sometimes you do convince me. <laughs> Genuinely. Yeah, I know. Sometimes what? we do, but you were never going to be convinced here. Um, yeah. And, you've, and yeah. you've put it down on the web now, so it's it's there forever. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. You've got to stick to <laughs> it because you've made it. on the web. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on from <laughs> like, this X-rated version of winging it is brought to you by. Um, no, I think hey, we're not yeah. in the X-rated version of winging it. Nigel doesn't let us do that. He wants to keep it. <laughs> you know, he wants to keep the show as oh, so, so, a peak so condition. Things, so many things popped in head that I wanted to say, but yeah, yeah. Uh, probably best left. And so, but I think I think we we all agree that it's not deliberate. Then. Do you think? What do you think yeah, about the? It's just a mistake, hmm. a big mistake. Um, what What do you think about the penalty then? 
Would you want to be, I know, to be I think more? it was about right. I think thinking about 24 hours after, I think it was about right. Because sometimes I get five seconds. I think a drive-through, they haven't really given for this kind of incident for years. Maybe in the past they would have given it. I think 10 seconds was probably right. I can't really... I, yeah. I think like, I agree that once once they decided that it was Hamilton's fault for causing the collision, I think it's the the right uh, penalty to give. Obviously, I don't agree with that decision, but I think once you <laughs> yeah, yeah, once, yeah. once you've once you made that decision, it's the right penalty to give. And like I say, I think if that's any any other two drivers on the grid, no one's talking about stop go penalties or race bans or anything like that. I think that's purely the context of the championship and the championship rivals. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the reaction a bit then. Uh, Red One Bull, thing I think we should say... Pretty frustrating. Oh, go on. One thing I think we should say is um, fantastic that Max is good and out of hospital and all of that. Um, but yeah, uh, it was a 51G impact with the wall that, and it's, that's big. Um, that's, what, 51 times his body weight, which if you say that's like 80 kilograms, that's coming up to what four four and a bit tons that he's is being slammed into him really it's like being hit by a lorry so that's big mm. um, and, and just mm. just carrying on from that i think you know it, it's another um show of f1's safety features that you can have that impact in the car um climb out of survive, it a minute and a half. the survival cell remains mostly um, intact, the tyre will deform, which is kind of what it's meant to do in that situation. And also, I think the halo, the tyre uh, is right rear tyre was the one that bounced up, wasn't it? Um, and that it was only the rubber from that. That's the thing. It was the weird but, thing. The kind of sort of rubber band mm, sort of snapped and the rubber came off, but the rim, the tethers still worked. Yeah, but but seeing kind of where it it then kind of landed back on the car, it really wasn't far away from the cockpit. So, You're you right. know, if, if, but some maybes, but you know, the halo could have been, could have been called in again, which, you know, is, as I say, I think the F1 safety features again have shown their worth. Let's talk about the reaction to the incident then. Uh, Red Bulls, Christian Horner and Helmut Marko were pretty livid with the incident to say the least. Marco calling for a race ban uh, Horner not happy about many things, including Tilton Wolf going to see the stewards, the incident itself, etc. Uh, what do you guys make of that? I can understand Verstappen's reaction afterwards, and I, I, I don't. I mean, it, it's difficult to say, but kind of talking about celebrating. Um, celebrating while Verstappen was in hospital. I think it, it sounds like Lewis didn't know that he wasn't at that point that he'd seen the crash and presumably seen the um, replays and seen that it wasn't anything like Grosjean's, mm. for example. Um, and that he walked out of the car. Yeah, exactly. He, he was first told by Sky, by Natalie Pinkenberg. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, I think, you know, I, I think to... I don't really have a problem with Lewis's celebration and it kind of, you know, I don't, I don't think that's the thing. And to be honest, I think Verstappen would have celebrated the same way if the shoe was on 100%. the other foot, to 100%. be honest, like yes. that, that's what takes away. Um, I was, I interviewed um, Zacho Sullivan for something for F1 feeder series. And he said, um, at the end, I asked him whether he would celebrate and he said he didn't think he would um, celebrate fully, which I thought was quite interesting. But that's an aside. Um, I think in terms of Horner, I think he should have known better, really. Yeah, precisely. That's my exact thought. If it was a really sort of immature response from Christian Horner and just sort of some of the stuff he said, like, um, Oh, Hamilton was nowhere near alongside. I mean, they're supporting your team and then there's just disputing fact. And it's like, I can understand you saying... Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can understand, you know, appealing to the ref, yeah. basically. Like, it's just like shouting how's that when there hasn't been any hope <laughs> of a clip of the bat. Um, like, it's that kind of thing. I get that. And then saying, oh, Michael, we think this penalty should be massive. But then going, having a party line of, Cops isn't an overtaking location. Um, it's the old turn one, for Christ's sake. Um, then having the party line of, he was nowhere near alongside. It was a stupid attempt at the move. And then it was desperate 
What the hell are you watching, son? That was no... I might not... defend him on that point. I think go he away. meant desperate in um... terms of... Okay. <laughs> no, sorry, go on. <laughs> I think what he meant was, and Houghton said it himself, and I think Adam mentioned it earlier, was in sprint qualifying, Houghton knew if Verstappen got away, then that would be it. So that was like his one chance. So like, it was kind of... Maybe desperate's not the right word, but that was his one chance to go for it. So he kind of went all in. I think, yeah, I don't think that's a criticism if you're then saying it's all in. I think the way he was saying desperate, I think he was saying desperate as in like no hope. And I don't right. think it was a no hope kind of situation. Yeah. So yeah. I look at that and think, come on, guys, appeal to the ref better. And I understand you're apoplectic, but be apoplectic calmly. I know it's hot. <laughs> The thing is, for me, I think I feel like Tilter Wolf would do exactly the same and say similar things. I really, I, don't, I, I, I really don't, don't think he'd be as. I don't think it'd be an as personal an attack. Um, just going back to what what you said about desperate. I think Hamilton was desperate, but it wasn't a desperate move. That's kind of the um, where yeah, I'd distinguish yeah. it. And you know, no, no, no one overtakes on cops. <laughs> it is a racetrack. Um, and yeah, exactly. In the world, Hamilton, apart from the Baku tight bit apart from that you can all take yeah. anywhere <laughs> yeah um so yeah there's that and i i truly don't think toto would react in that way to be honest i think no. <laughs> every team principal would um you know has, has the right and the duty to defend their driver really especially in that situation where at most it's you know a 50 50 situation um but i i don't think there was any need to kind of go so hard on Hamilton. I don't know kind of whether it's part of a wider strategy. And, I can understand it weirdly because I think, but, you know, you drive, you lead Starman's in hospital. You've just gone out of the race. Uh, he's only, you know, he's only had an hour to cool down and, and, and ultimately it's going to be what? 750,000 euros I've read to repair that car. So oh, I can understand the frustration. But, but I think it is like two hours after the incident, at least, um, you know, I, I think if they'd gone to him on the pit wall immediately afterwards, I think you'd, I'd kind of maybe expect that. But, you know, having having such a long time to kind of, you know, cool down from, you know, the, the adrenaline rush of the incident itself, I, you know, I just think he should he should be better than that and you know I, I i doubt he'll kind of um change his view on it but i think you know kind of looking you know in in races time when this is repeated or if this is repeated then you know i i like you i think it'll be interesting to monitor the response but i kind of think he'll come out in a worse light after that yeah i i yeah and i i can't help but think that it was just fueled by I, I get, I get this, and I, this is leading to what you were saying, Nigel. Sort of fueled by passion and rage and stuff like that. But then, yeah, that means I lend, I lean down with Adam and stuff like, okay, take a step back, cool down on that, and I don't know. It feels like trying to spare some blushes by just saying the same thing later on. But yeah, it's it is, gonna, feel, it is, it is if a hard I was situation. Him, I would it's be a hard so, situation. So angry. Yeah, you would be so so angry and. But it's just, there's being angry and then there's sort of gaslighting it in a way. Yeah. yeah I think. He got some facts completely wrong. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I think he, and that's, that's, the I'm bit, I'm, I, that's the bit I'm I, I think it's fine. To, I think it's fine to be angry. I'm not mm. saying don't be angry. I'm not saying, oh, look at that. They had a crash. <laughs> good day, yeah. sir. Oh, old bean to Toto. Have a good race. Then fine. I'm not thinking he's saying that. I think, yeah, by all means, appeal for, for a penalty and stuff like that because that's the game. But, yeah. like, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, he's... And he the other is, foot. He, he is nearly 50 as well. You know, he, he's seen lots of racing and he, you know, he is... I just think he's old enough to know better. And also, while I don't... You know, I'm not going to kind of link him to the, um, to the racist abuse... I don't think, you know, he, he was majorly causing that, but I think he knows, you know, I'd imagine he knows what's going to, what's going to happen or I, I don't know. I just feel like really driving a narrative can stoke a fire, but that's completely yeah. unintentional and that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I think I know what you're, you're saying there, Adam, but like, yeah, 
I don't I think, think it was I don't think intentional. The majority is think... going to be pushed from Horner. I think it's going to come from just by basically them saying some comments yeah, where they disagree. If, if that Horner, happens every day. If Horner and Marco don't say anything, everything will still happen, in my opinion. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, I, th- I yeah, think firstly, I, I, I would, I wouldn't, ex- I wouldn't expect them not to go not down s- that line. Well, I'd, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't expect them to not say anything. But I think when you're in that position, you, you've got to, you know, I just think you've got to be aware of that. You've got to know, even if not, it's not your intention that you know it's it's going to help stoke that. But it did give us one of the best radio moments of the season when Toto Wolf goes to tells Michael Mazzi that he sent him an email with a diagram in it. And Michael Mazzi's retort is, I don't check my emails in the race, Toto. I kind of thought, well, yeah, kind of fair enough. Um, if it's his personal email, to be fair. Because, um, like, yeah, there's an official sort of steward's email that they Michael send Mazzi out. Gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Michael don't Super Aussie don't email Massey. That. <laughs> it's at yeah. Sassy Massey. It's or, because... or what, if if it's like that, um, all, all of those, you know, kind of when, when you... One one of the careers advice, you know, most generic kind of stock careers advice is like make sure you've got a professional email and don't have like super hot devil ninety nine or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just kind of like the thought. Of, um, yeah. yeah, it kind of be, being something like that. But it, it's kind of it's a weird. Just as a wider point, it's a really weird paradox because as like people who work in the F one media, that's you know the, these quotes do. You know, that's kind of what I guess we're wanting or what you want to report on. You want to have something like that to to write about and that drives more clicks. And in terms of F1, obviously, no one wants to have a crash like that. But I saw something that was like Verstappen's social, um, socials following in, increased by like over 100,000. I think it was 120,000 and Grosjean's increased by over 300,000 um, after his crash. And it's this really strange paradox where we don't want any of this happening but at the same time it's it drives this huge cycle of interest and engagement with f1 that's just a sad way that the world works unfortunately well <laughs> I, I, I never thought about it that way uh, I, I want to ask something do you, do you think hamilton was very fortunate to not get well with the red flag because Mercedes said they would have retired his car with if, if there was no well, they actually flag. said retired, he didn't get any damn, yeah. They said he okay. they would have retired him if there was no red flag, and with that, he didn't get too much damage as well. Do you think that was another stroke of luck? Yes, it's obvious luck, um, it's definitely luck, but again, that's the game, yeah. He's I mean, had I... quite a lot this year, that's, that's all I'm saying. I think, yeah, but at the well, same time, cool. I think there's, there's, look, and but you still got to be able to capitalise on that, and he did that to the full today with another incredible drive to overhaul Leclerc at the end, which kind of didn't look like it would be on or look like it would be difficult to do. He did that at Imola, he didn't do that at Baku, so I think there's, there's, you know, two separate things. Is one is getting the look, which I think here he clearly did, and at those two races he did as well. But you know that to me, doesn't take anything away from the drive to then capitalise on that, which I thought was was exceptional. Yeah, I there think... is luck, and Hamilton got the luck with this red flag and being able to unlock himself in Imola and that kind of thing. Yes, but that's happened for years in racing. And, you know, and it's a thing that's going to continue to happen. I don't think we should change the red flag regulations and stuff like that because, to, yeah, oh, park no, climate no. is open yeah. because the race has started. So... Yeah. All, all I'm saying is Hamilton's been lucky this year. That's what I saw. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And Gasly was lucky in Monza. Simple yeah, as. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh, Luck's part of it, really. I, I'm good. I'm probably going to say something controversial. Verstappen's lucky. Hamilton got no points in Baku. Otherwise, he would be how far ahead in the championship? Well, I don't know. I mean, exactly. he had a tie blow out, didn't he? So, yeah. yeah uh, otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's all that kind I, of stuff. For me. I can't help but feel this is one of Hamilton's worst wins. Is that bad to say? Yeah. Give some. Give some context, please. Because of the ins- because there's I can't think of many occasions, apart from Button Canada twenty eleven, maybe, when a driver has taken out or not to, has accidentally uh had a crack. Has made a just mistake. Say just say had a crack. Cause, to cause uh, the rival to crash out of the race and then go on to win the race. I can't think of 
many examples. Well, I, I think this this will be extremely coloured by how we view the crash. I think, to me, it's, you know, better than a lot of his wins he's got in the turbo hybrid era where he's, you know, just raced away in, you know, the fastest car from pole. And, yeah, yeah I, I think, as, as I say, the incident, I think, you know, was, was a racing yeah. Yeah. incident. And I don't put the blame on him particularly for that and then from there yes he had a he had luck but you know you've you've got to be able to take advantage of that and he was and you know he he did something which not many you know i know certainly the channel four commentators were never talking about him being able to overhaul leclerc until you know yeah. last five oh, laps wow. or so you know it, it was a i think it was a you know special performance from him and you know as, as i say i think how we view the crash will on that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm a bit middling in that. I think it's a blot on the copy paper, definitely, because arguably, you know, a more superior win is possible there because who knows if he's fighting off Verstappen for the whole race, then that's a hell of a drive and so on. But it, yeah. I don't think it takes away from sort of the quality of the drive to overhaul a penalty and then overhaul his teammate and then overhaul the guy who's had control of the race since lap two, essentially. So, well, half of lap one. So it's um, it's it's still a fantastic drive, basically. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I think it is like him. Well, he's he's made a mistake in my opinion, and then he's recovered it almost per- well perfectly. I guess you yeah. know, taking the full twenty-five points yesterday to get fastest lap because Perez was cheeky and took it near the end. Uh, that says a lot. That yeah. says how important the. Um, Drivers' championship is to Red Bull yeah. way more than the constructors' championship because they would have had two or three. Yeah, they'd have had two or three points more in the constructors' yeah. championship if they had kept Perez out. But he was never going to stay out because he went on to mediums on lap thirteen or fourteen or something. So because he'd started on hard, so there's no hope of him really getting to the end. Even Perez was tire whisperer Perez, but yeah. he was always going to pit again. That's an interesting point, actually. I hadn't thought about that. That it's now four points between them in the constructors' championship. Yeah, it's a massive rather than eight that no one cares the... about. Mm, yeah, exactly. Rather than eight in the drivers, rather than seven. So in it would mean forty or forty. Yeah, forty-four. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like there's a forty-four point swing with both rebels retiring um, in the race itself. That they've made up a forty-point gap there. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean... yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking of championship, I think me and Adam can't remember if you said it for any thought Hamilton, this should have been a must win, or, or and it happened just like yeah. Monica when I said Verstappen, it was a must win there, and then Hamilton had a bad weekend, Verstappen won, it's happened here, albeit different circumstances. It's game on now, isn't it? I think we we're talking about a must win for Hungary for me, it's Charles <laughs> Leclerc and Carlos Sainz at Ferrari because that, that car should work there. So, yeah. But, but yeah, it, it, yeah, I mean, to keep a championship from being at whatever it could have been, which is 40 point deficit, um, mm. 41 point gap in that drivers, yes, he did have to win it yeah. and he did win it. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, Horner was, um, in a piece with the evening standard, London evening standard, then he um, was basically saying Red, uh, Red Bull should have about four home races left on the calendar with uh belgium where verstappen was born or yeah, was it where, yeah and then holland obviously um japan with the honda link and mexico with the perez link so i found that quite interesting i just wanted to say at some point in the podcast and this seemed like the best place to do it two of them might not happen mexico is there anything else you want to say about hamilton before we move on to or verstappen before we move on to the others um I thought Verstappen's start in the sprint was spectacular. Yeah, he took off like a rallycross car. Unbelievable launch. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was a brilliant launch. Um, but that's on, all else I've got. And he was on fire. Yes. Yeah. And on, on the flip side, Hamilton to take pole was, you know, I, I'm sure we'll get onto the formats later. Okay, but I'd pole, really, well, okay, yeah, be oh, fastest in qualifying. <laughs> you know, it, it was speed king. King. was fantastic. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a fantastic quality battle that I think, yeah. Um, yeah I really enjoyed so I think that was a great achievement 
I think we all yeah. disagree oh. with pole position being from the sprint, and we all think it should be from the qualifying on the Friday. Well, <sighs> just because of just because of the the sheer sort of magnitude of the qualifying, that kind I mean, of pole position, I, I, I pole agree position that, has yeah. always been whoever starts first, hasn't it? Yeah, and I get that, and I think yeah, it makes well, sense, but also it kind of diminishes the qualifying, which yeah. is in that kind I, of thing, which is still think, there. So it's kind of like mm. if the qualifying wasn't there, then maybe because the qualifying's there. But that's you know that's yeah. at the end of the day it's semantics. Yeah. I think the way the way I'd look at it is I view kind of pole position as like the the time trial element of it or like you know the single lap pace or whatever in terms of yeah like timed laps and then more than being the person who starts on front for the like the main race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it's of, come to mean, isn't it? Yeah, that's how that's how I view it. And but you know, it, again, like you said, it's it's semantics, and I don't really think, especially given the given what happened, I don't think the staff will be thinking, well, it's all right, I got pole, and Hamilton might be crying himself to sleep because he didn't get it. Yeah. I mean, just quickly, I think I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think the reason they call pole position for the other, for the guy whoever starts uh, first is because if some if a driver is disqualified. From like confined, say the fastest end of the squad, then you know they can't really get pole position. Can they? Can they? So I think I think that's why. That's why they start in second. It. They don't promote up, yeah. move up a role. That's the thing. You qualify in yeah. a position and that kind of stuff. But, but anyway, I mean, yes. Let's move on from this that's, lovely yeah, let's, conversation. Let's, let's, about, let's move on. Let's move on to Ferrari grid uh, positions. Leclerc first podium of the year. Fantastic yeah. drive. Driver of the weekend for me. Yeah, just brilliant. Drive of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, Absolutely. Maybe Alonso, but I think Leclerc it. Yeah, I think Leclerc does edge it because of just Hamilton. the pace he extracted from that car. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was impressed with how I was impressed. I was impressed with how close he was in the sprint to Bottas. I don't know how much this mm. was shown on the TV, but when you're at the track, you can see them coming round, oh, and right. And Leclerc was right on the um, back of Bottas for the whole sprint. So, um, yeah, Bottas was conserving soft tyres. But, yeah, Leclerc had mega pace there. And his start to get yeah. the third was brilliant. And his, then his start, the restart, the, um, was fantastic as well to hold on to that lead and control the race in such a phenomenal fashion, even with engine cutouts and stuff yeah. like that. Engine cutouts and fastest lap at the same time. Hats off to you, son, <laughs> to be honest. Fantastic drive. He did and deserve I, the win. I kind of can't. I can't remember exactly what the gap was um, when Hamilton and uh, uh, Verstappen came together. But like to be in that situation because it didn't really affect Hamilton's corner like majorly. But the fact that he was kind of a- able to, a- I don't Sorry. know, kind of. I just think like the fact that he was close enough to take advantage of that. When often we've seen like when Bottas is in third, then they just drive drive away I don't know yeah. I just I feel like I mean, to be they that have been like side by side a lot yeah it was close. down for the first nine corners I think whoever yeah. was in third whatever car probably would have been able to slip yeah. past at that point but I think it's R- was, Russell would have <laughs> um, no he's bad on the first lap but um, I think yeah what really sealed the deal with me with Leclerc is the fact that he was able to gap Hamilton for the entire first stint and for yeah. half basically half of the the um the second stint really, so we thought it seemed that Hamilton just turned the wick up when um later on when they realised they'd wear on the hards and that kind of thing into a level that Leclerc couldn't do, um yeah, and that's fair enough. But Leclerc was able to be at such a high level at one point when I finally managed to get connection and check the lap times on my phone, it was only Leclerc and Hamilton in the one minute thirties, only them two, and it stayed pretty much that way. With Bottas occasionally flashing up there until um, Hamilton got past Leclerc, really. So yeah. when it was a bit demoralised, but he's still only three seconds behind at the flag. Mm. And that's unbelievable achievement from Leclerc and Ferrari. Because if, if you take out 10 seconds, that's a net 13 seconds behind, which is Fantastic. brilliant. Because Bottas was yeah. a net 17 seconds behind, 18 yeah. seconds behind. So yeah. one of the best cars as well, like in between that. From lap yeah. four to lap four to seven. Yeah, he got he got a stonking start the um, second time, and you know the fact that he was disappointed 
afterwards it kind of you know he he's had kind of so many highs this season where it wouldn't have been expected really coming into the year and it it wouldn't surprise me at all if he wins a race this season you know he's kind of been in that position a couple of times and it's not come off for one reason or another but he's I think he's got a race win set in his sights for this year and yeah it's you know just as you say a fantastic well, six before the season Adam <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> no. uh, moving on but but yeah I think Looking back at Baku when Leclerc got pulled and he was overtaken quickly, I did France when Ferrari went backwards because of their horrific tyre management. They've clearly made some huge gains since then or they've worked out what went wrong or partly what went wrong. So so the Ferrari car has really come alive at Silverstone. And, and Leclerc did this last year as well. At, I think, was it the British Grand Prix or the 70? can't remember. He got podium, didn't he, I think? But it's like he's never finished below fourth. Or like since wow. since being at Ferrari, he's never finished below fourth on the track, which is pretty cool from yeah, him. That's brilliant. So yeah, uh, gets the best driver of the weekend from us, apart from Adam, maybe. <laughs> he's third on laps led this season, um, only behind <laughs> wow. obviously um, Verstappen and and Hamilton. He's Hamilton oh, from this off. race. Um, he led a lap in back. Oh, the two uh, laps yeah. in back. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yes. Um, yeah, so maybe you think the Sappens led. I've found some stats. The Sappens led over 400 laps. Um, yeah. Lewis has only led 75 more laps than Leclerc wow. this season. And wow. I think looking at that after 10 races, nine races, I can't remember, that's really good. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the British and Irish Lions only led for three minutes of their tour to New Zealand in 2017, they drew the series. So that's just a stat that I always like. Um, And Italy only led in the penalty. Well, exactly. Um, But, you know... (laughs) England led for 67 minutes, 65 minutes. Nigel had actually, like, purged that from his mind. He just completely forgot it happened. Um, And now it's back. But I think, bringing it back to F1, it's kind of, it's exciting with, like, it all closing closing up and... um, Lando, who I'm sure we'll talk about, was you know could have finished a, ahead yeah, of Bottas, and um, yeah, it's it's kind of in you know I'm sure we'll talk about the new uh, regulations and the car reveal next <laughs> week, but um, you know it's it's kind of it does seem to be all closing up now, and you've got the um, probably four best constructors over the last 15 years or so are kind of all all in on it now and you know it's kind of it seems to be closing together and it feels like you know if we had another year it could be even closer but that's not to be yeah if we think about the gaps with sort of where McLaren and Ferrari are now we're sort of thinking them as midfield teams but in 2016 so we would think of them as front-running teams it's that kind of thing so and I mean last year we saw Red Bull as a front-runner team and they were a second off Merca a lot of the trucks so yeah it's that kind of thing you know, and they, but they were genuinely mixing it this weekend, which partly was due to the, the crash and whatnot. But you know, Leclerc was ahead of Bottas, and Lando was ahead of Bottas. Two kind of you who know, wasn't it, ahead of Bottas? The rest of the field. Other, the um, other so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's you know, like they are genuinely. It's not just kind of, which I guess it was a bit like in uh, Bahrain, kind of you know, like being the next play, next best place teams. It's they are kind of genuinely having effects on. Races now. Do you think on Norris? Do you think without the slow pit stop, he had a six-second pit stop? Do you think without that, he would have been on the podium and held Bottas behind? I don't know. The Mercedes pace on those hards was ridiculous. We saw that from Hamilton, and because Hmm. you look at sort of Hamilton's race, Hamilton couldn't pass Leclerc on the mediums, but could you know build such momentum on the hards? I kind of feel like. If there was a necessity to turn that wick up from Bottas, with if, if Lando was right in front of him, I feel like he probably could have done it. I feel like Bottas mm-hmm. would have would have got past. But Lando is a trooper and can hold Bottas behind forever, like he did in Austria, basically, while he was there. Yeah. So I think that's one of those ones that it's one of those sort of if it played out, I think it could really go good battle, way. I think. Yeah, I think that would have been. Yeah. A yeah. that would have been. You wouldn't know until the last lap, really, with that, I think. Yeah. And I think Sainz uh, could have been involved in that if he had got past yeah, Ricardo, but he I, couldn't get I, past Ricardo, which I was surprised by. But the, the, if, the, if the Sainz, Mercedes engine can be trimmed so much in the McLaren. So, 
If Science had a clean weekend, because obviously George Russell uh, hit him in the, in the sprint qualifying, uh, I think he could have been on the podium. I really because he, he was matching Leclerc for pace when he was in clean air. So it was only because he started behind and then he also had a slow pit stop, didn't he, in the race, which put him behind Ricardo and he just couldn't yeah. get past. So oh my god, Science is... probably missed out on, on a chance there. Science's rejoining the sprint was absolutely terrifying. Like, yeah, he he was, was, for that. It was right in front of me. Um, that was where I was sat and Science was basically going like that. And it's just like, oh my God, he's coming Freddy straight onto the, on the track. I was sat on the track. I was Antonio Giovinazzi about to get wiped <laughs> out. And I, it's a miracle he didn't hit a car. To be honest, um, he I mean, should have Pe- got Perez too. That, 100%. Yeah, I'm Perez. Pe- yeah. Perez. I mean, a, how did you not hit the wall? I <laughs> saw him go off and thought, "That's that," and then like it goes to the onboard, and no, he managed to keep it, um, keep it out, and then yeah, the, the way the that he came back on, um, I can't remember who it was going past him, but it was Sonoda. terrifying. Hats yeah, off I it was the Hats back it was, on for the rejoin. Yes, yes, that's that's a phrase, and then now. throw it on the floor. I'd say yeah. throw the hat in, on the in, floor, stamp yeah. on the hat. It's a it's a Checo hat as well. It's a it's a oh, I can't remember sombrero. sombrero. That's the one. Yeah. So yeah, the top five was Hamilton, Leclerc, Bottas, Norris, and then Ricardo in fifth. Mm, good I weekend mean, for Ricardo, I think. Yeah, still off pace. pace, but I guess it was better result. I guess he's off the pace of his teammate, but he's not off the pace enough to make it bad really to be fair it's not a crisis well yeah. he's already done enough damage this year so th- yeah exactly so he's got to perform <laughs> <laughs> I think it was it was better than Austria um, yeah. and yeah I I, I don't know it's his, his best race of the season Bahrain was Bahrain was his best Spain was very good wasn't but, it? but I oh, think yes, it's it's a step in the right direction, and yeah. it, it, it's good that he's having that before the summer break. Obviously, we'll have to see what happens in Hungary <laughs> if he finishes fifteenth. Lots of corners in Hungary, maybe not. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I think it's a it's a step in the right direction, and hopefully, this he can kind of take that into next uh, weekend. Yeah. I, I think so too. I, I think sometimes you have to have these weekends when you're looking to come back. And we, I think we kind of saw it with Sonoda this weekend as well. He was relatively quiet. But he, he did okay. I think he finished ahead of Gasly in the end, which was very good. I mean, Only because Gasly was... had a puncture. Um, Gasly oh, had a right. puncture, came oh. into the pits, um, and then was only a few seconds off to know at the end. But this track was really, really bad for Alpha Tauri. This is probably their yeah. worst track of the year. And to be fighting for points with Gasly was a godsend anyway. But to have Sonoda in the position to pick that up when Gasly had to pit um, was very good. Mm. Yeah. I think look at um, Vettel as well. The kind of way that he got that boost from the Monaco performances was, was going well this weekend until he lit up the rears and tried to go <laughs> down the old pit stop. Silly spin because he had two very good starts. His, it's his it's really annoying. Starts. His start in the sprint was good. He's made up places at the, the start start and at the restart he was mm. doing all right. And, and it's just then he just lit it up. Otherwise he probably could have got... Um, Oh, let's say seventh. Seventh or eighth, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah so. it's just it's frustrating, but but you know, Stroll like, was there still, to pick it up, and he did. So fair play to the second drivers. <laughs> mm. But you know, there, there's still a lot of positives to take out of this weekend for Vettel, and yeah, hopefully it's the same arc for Ricardo. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I want to talk about Fernando Alonso. He was probably second on the list for me in terms of best. stars. Best driver's stars, yeah. That's a the second drivers. brightest. He was, he was <laughs> slightly less, <laughs> slightly less bright star. Yeah, uh, Spanish drivers. I mean, his start in the sprint qualifying, sprint race was unbelievable. Eleventh to finish. Oh my lord! Yes, he had soft tires, but he took some risks there, and he did manage to go round the outside at cops, unlike other drivers. <laughs> so, so that was pretty bold. Yes, Verstappen and, didn't. Yeah, we know. <laughs> so, so yeah, just a brilliant weekend. And in the race, this is what I loved. Uh, he held Stroll in his DRS to keep mm-hmm. Perez behind Stroll, if that makes sense. Ah, and then Ocon was, was behind Stroll. Train. Yeah, he kept, and so then and Perez then, like, was behind Ocon, and then it was a, it was a train, and Ocon managed to then also. But then, when if, if Alonso was trying to pull away from Stroll, which he was at the end, Ocon was still keeping pace with that, and Stroll was as well. 
Yeah. Like there would be fluctuations in that gap, but they were all three of them actually did very well managed races. Mm. Yeah, so just a lot like of that start, like just the start. The oh my lord! <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the start. Yeah, but it also wow. it wasn't it wasn't all on the launch either that he kind mm. of you know like yeah. he made he made positions through like basically the whole of the first sector. He just went um, around the outside everywhere. Yeah, Ocon's <laughs> so, you know, launch was better behind. Oh, well, that might be the race race, but Ocon did a launch and then got clipped in between Vessel and the race. And that was the race race. Race race. Race, race, racy. Not, not the website. Uh, yeah. Don't forget the hyphen. Yeah, yeah, and that seems to be kind of it from the top ten. There's kind of no one else that I want to talk about, but in terms of outside the top ten, George Russell again. He finished in the top ten for the sprint race, and then was out, and he got through to um, Q3, and yet again get the points. And yeah. it's a curse. It's just yeah, the, the, at- the atmosphere, Freddie. You said you was telling me before it was unbelievable, wasn't it? George Russell was the driver that got the most hype for yeah. on the Friday and the Saturday, really, because of just the performance he was doing. Whenever uh, Lando Lewis or George came round, there was cheers. But on Friday, just it what each session it ramped up for George to a level of um, I haven't watched any of the qualifying like online and that kind of stuff but you could hear it sort of building as he came round to your bit of the track and everyone sort of yeah. it was like a Mexican wave in a way of, of yeah, five kilometers on the track with the grandstand and I feel like um he, he he said in an interview did he say that he could sort of see it in the corner of his eye the sort of yeah yeah. yeah and that's just definitely yeah honestly it was huge the support for the for the British drivers and in the race whenever Lewis kind of um if he got past then he got past Lando and when um he was getting close to Leclerc you'd see the gap getting closer and there was cheers to urge mm. that on and it's just sort of something you don't really think about when you watch it on the telly because I don't know it's, it feels such a sort of British Grand Prix thing but like it's so huge that that support yeah a lot of love I mean it's a shame his race I mean Latifa didn't finish that far behind him in the race so he didn't really have a good race, in my opinion, and he also caused a collision with science. Uh, but <laughs> so but for me, it actually that, wasn't it wasn't one of his best weekends. Really. It did get it got scruffy from the sprint because the qualifying yeah. was excellent. To be fair, yeah. he was he was zero point one seven off of fourth place. Oh, fourth, yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. So he fourth. could have been in Leclerc's position, <laughs> but it all gone <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Right. Well, I think that is all of the drivers we're going to talk about today. We still have a few other things to talk about, such as 2022 regs, the sprint format, but we're going to leave it till next time or else this podcast will be seven hours long and you don't really <laughs> want that, do you? Because 100, not 100, 70 minutes is, is enough. Is it about 70 minutes? Something it's about like 70 that. now. Yeah. yeah. So it will be by the time I've stopped talking. 100 uh, so, too big for the edit. <laughs> Um, my thanks to Freddie. My thanks to Adam. We will see you. Thank you, Nigel. Next time. Thank, yeah, thanks. We'll see you <laughs> next time, next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.